Hello and welcome to Vista Talks, interesting discussions with interesting people from all around the world. Uh, I'm your host for today, Priscilla Charles, and uh, today I'm delighted to be joined in Studio 2 by our very own Paola Montour. Paola is a machine translation specialist at Vistatech. Very welcome, Paola. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, thanks for being on the show. Um, this is not your first time on the show. In fact, you joined us um, uh, for International Women's Day. So thank you again for joining us. Uh, this time we'll, we'll, we'll learn a little bit more about you and your journey up to, you know, to Vistatech and your passion for machine translation. But thanks again. That's great to have you back. Sure, that, that was a great experience. So happy to, to repeat it. <laughs> well, we're delighted to have you again. So, um, so Bella, let, let's jump right into the discussion, move on and get onto the show. First of all, what attracts you to this fast-paced world of machine translation that is so important in for many industries, uh, most especially for the localization industry at this time? Mm -hmm. Well, actually, you, you just said it, the fact that it's fast-paced, <laughs> mm -hmm. because I love that dy dynamic of changes and the you know, the challenge of constantly being up to date to what's going on in the MT industry mm -hmm. on the latest news and um, doing experiments on different MT engines. Uh, so some people like areas that are more stable, but if you work in technology, you, you cannot expect to be at the same, you know, place all the time. So actually that is what is attractive to, to me. Okay. And and let's let's maybe take a, a trip down lane um, because uh, you, you you studied translation and localization respectively at Rosario State University and Cordoba Nacional University. So where did uh, your passion for languages come from? Because so obviously you're really into machine translation and you made it uh, you know you turned a passion into a position now at Vistatech, but initially you're interested in languages. So how does one start from studying languages to becoming a machine translation specialist? <laughs> um, yeah, actually it comes from a very early age. Um, I guess it's the same for many people who decide to study a second language. Mm -hmm. And to me, from day one, I, I loved English. I enjoyed every class, you know, every song that we learned, every test, whether yeah. or not. And then I had to decide what to study. And I said, OK, I'm going to be an English teacher okay. um, because I love English. And one day I was reading an old short story uh, book and I decided to translate one of the stories and the whole text just came out at once. I didn't do one edit. It was all as if it came down from my brain, you know, mm -hmm. um, as if I knew all the sentence structures into Spanish and I said, all right, this is easy. I, um, it was, which was not in fact easy, <laughs> but then I decided to, to go to translation school, not to, um, to be a teacher and actually learn how to translate. And, um, you know, funny thing is that people who love languages usually study other languages as well, <laughs> but it was, it was not my case really because my passion for English was so strong that I didn't, it didn't allow me to study anything else. It was like it just that if I studied French, I pronounced French like English. So, <laughs> but I had a little bit of French at high school and now, uh, now I want to learn German. So we'll see how that goes. It's never too late really, so. Wow, very cool. So you're a, a true polyglot and uh... And, and German, uh, I mean, from my experience, uh, having also learned languages, um, 
always passionate about English, same as you, and then decided to learn Spanish as well. And then I thought, oh, I'm, I'm going to continue and learn a bit of Russian. I found, you know, uh, it's very, di very different and, you know, yeah. not a, a Latin uh, language. And um, and then uh, so like the prospect, I know, remember I was being told, you know, if you haven't, if you haven't, have you studied Greek? No. Have you studied a bit of German? No. Oh, it's going to be difficult for you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's challenging, but it's yeah. very exciting. <laughs> yeah, it is very exciting, though. I thought this is going to be a challenge and never mind, you know, I want to I want to learn something different. The root of the word is different. So I'm always a. I'm always interested in, in knowing where the passion comes from because this is something that I can very much relate to. Yeah, so um, so now I understand that you started your career as a freelance translator and then that you are now uh, obviously the machine translation specialist at Vestec and you're based in Argentina. Uh, where about in Argentina are you based? In Rosario. Rosario, oh, okay, very good. Uh, I went to Argentina, but I didn't get a chance to uh, to stop by Rosario. But I, I know a friend from there, uh, and uh, and tell us about your role here at Vistatech because I understand that some of your responsibilities include machine translation solutions, uh, advice and strategy, as well as NT feasibility analysis and engine con con um, customization. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. From, yeah, as you said, from translated as a freelance at home in my pajamas <laughs> to empty <laughs> specialist at Vistatech. Well, the, this role is very challenging uh, because it involves knowing, you know, enough about the subject to be mm -hmm. able to give advice, as you mentioned. But what is enough in this area? It's like it's never enough. Um, so part of the job is constantly learn and attend, you know, webinars and read articles, um, be on top of everything while at the same time you are doing machine translation uh, evaluations, you are assessing engines through a series of evaluations that could be done by humans or machines, and you do a lot of data analysis as well, because you have to uh, do something with all that data that you gather from humans, from the machine. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, sometimes you can reach to very confusing uh, conclusions, so you need to go back, double check. So again, it's very dynamic. Uh, but I'm proud to say that we have a great team here at Vistatech for MT, and that's really important, the team element, because no matter what, it's like we are in this together. So, I, <laughs> yeah. Very true, very, very true. And um, and so what led you to specializing in machine translation from your previous roles as a translator then? Well, I, I thought this a lot, actually, and I came to realize that um, as a translator, I used to struggle a lot with mm -hmm. deadlines. Um, so I, I thought if I had been born a little bit later in time and uh, when I got my degree, I could have worked in the era of neural machine translation. I guess mm -hmm. I'd be grateful really because I had struggled a lot with new words to be delivered in ridiculous deadlines really. And I suffered. <laughs> so now with neural oh. MT, um, even though, you know, it's not for some some types of contents or languages it might not be great you still have some words that you can use from the mt there's some level of usability in there mm -hmm. and i support the fact of doing things faster and efficiently and i at the same time i support mt because i support localization and yeah. there are not enough translators really in the world for the amount of content that we humans produce of course so so the way i see my transition is that i transitioned along with technology yeah. and I love language and I love technology. So I put that together and 
I'm there. So <laughs> it was a good way of combining the both, especially with your experience as a, as a translator before. You were able yeah. to understand the the yeah understand it more than more than anyone. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that that's interesting, and uh, I remember. Um, interviewing a machine translation specialist as well um, uh, when we started this to talks uh, almost three years ago now and uh, asking you know do you really ever think that that um, that you know we can get we, we won't need um, uh, the human touch the human factor to um, to uh, to translate and we can leave it to machine translation completely. I'm pretty sure that the answer was what well, not really. You know, we always need um, you know so yeah. someone to understand the nuance. You know, uh, in some of the the words uh, and some of the phrases, anything used for translation. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's one of the most popular questions actually <laughs> in the empty <laughs> industry. I guess if uh, translators will human translators will ever be replaced, let's say yeah. by the machine. Um, but to um, to be honest, I don't think so for for a long, long time. So we'll mm -hmm. be we're fine. I mean, I, I sometimes I'm afraid of being criticized as the translator to be supporting MT, but yeah. it, it's because of the reasons I just mentioned. Because we produce a lot of content, and uh, that's why I, I support it. It's uh, I'm part of localization, so. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. I mean, you understand it more than anyone, and you can see both sides of the equation, as as, I'm, as you could say. So that's understandable. So um, obviously, you know, for some who some of you who knows uh, who know, sorry, and some of you who don't know, maybe Vistatech has been a pioneer in the area of intelligent automated translation and has a broad range of efficiency-based solutions, uh, including its intelligent automated translation uh, IAT suite of solutions, uh, facilitating optimal translation for its clients. And Vistatech's machine translation solutions can significantly improve project turnaround times and reduce costs, enabling automatic translations. Uh, Vistatech has been pioneering intelligent automated translation for many years. So, um, from your perspective, why is it important to its customers? Um, well, it's important mainly because thanks to that, thanks to automated translation, they'll be localizing products and contents that they wouldn't be localizing otherwise mm -hmm. and that means not reaching those markets for those um, target languages and it's proven that people buy more if they actually read the content or the products you know in their tar target language mm -hmm. so that's why i think it's important for uh, our customers yeah of course yeah and be able to go globally expand globally as well and creating exactly. uh, more more type of content uh, just like the type of content that Vistatech creates, which is not just for one industry, but rather a multitude of industry <laughs> since starting in 1937. So um, now, when it comes to localization industry, though, specifically, why do you think MT is so important? Uh, well, I, I see that, that it's as important as other technological changes that have been uh, for the lock industry, like, you know, translation memories and CAD tools. And MT is here to stay. It's improving, really. That's a fact. Um, and it's important that there are professionals who can follow the trends, uh, keep on investigating, and and be ready to face all these challenges. Um, so, so I think it's uh, important because it's here to to stay. Really, it won't uh, disappear. Yeah. No. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. And especially, I mean, 
you know, th there's so many trends, new trends developing and technologies being, you know, developed, uh, including uh, at Vestatech. Um, uh, so how do you see um, MT changing the, <clears throat> the industry landscape then in the next five to 10 years? What would you say? Five to 10 years? Well, uh, probably it will be the new normal, like mm -hmm. cat tools nowadays. Um, the way I see it, uh, it will probably all be integrated in one place. Like you will, you will not distinguish between a cattle, you know, or MTs. It will be like I don't know, <laughs> everything integrated, and linguists will probably not know where the sentence comes from, whether from translation memory or MT or whatever. So they will be doing their jobs as subject matter experts rather than translators. So they can bring the translation up to the quality level that is needed for the customer. So the human touch, as you mentioned, um, so that's the way I see it. It will become the, the new normal. The new normal, yes. <clears throat> it's a, certainly a, a sentence, a phrase that we've heard a lot in the past, <laughs> yeah. uh, in the past few months, but I suppose uh, it's very much applicable in, in different ways, including what well, any type of technology you try or for any industry or any situation, uh, because things have certainly changed. Now, um, Moving on to a completely different topic, you will soon be joining a panel of experts at the upcoming MemSource machine translation workshop series um, uh, entitled Integrating MT into Localization Workflows, uh, which obviously you are very, very much an expert of. So can you tell us more a little bit about the topic and what you'll be discussing alongside other global experts on the topic? Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. So. Um... Basically, I, I compare this topic about integrating a machine translation into a localization workflow with a software migration. So you're currently using a certain software, for example, and the, your company decides to change it, right? And you go through all these, uh, you know, change management stages, uh, but you would eventually need to migrate that to that software and start actually using it. So with MT, it's the same. You were doing things in a certain way, human translation that is translating from scratch, and that has a methodology, a pace, a rate for the vendor. And now you need to migrate to post-editing machine translation, whatever the level of post-editing. So it may have a similar methodology, but definitely it's not the same pace and it's not the same rate for the vendors. So I guess uh, we'll be talking about what you need to consider before fully migrating into a, mm -hmm. a machine translation post-editing workflow or not maybe not even post-editing at all maybe just raw machine translation for certain uh, types of content or, or cases so i'm really looking forward to, to the discussion it'll be interesting to join other colleagues as well absolutely it sounds very interesting can you by any chance maybe would you have one tip already of one of uh, from your experience or what what you you think you'll be you'll be discussing what what do you think one of the reasons would be uh or what what should be considered when potentially migrating well there are yeah many considerations you have to take into account the technology for example the cat tool that you're using whether the machine translation engine um is, is supported there in the cat tool mm -hmm. um whether the language is supported the languages that you want to use machine translation for is supported <laughs> with that MT provider. Um, you have to submit a, a tested or a sample to the human translators that the, the vendors that have been doing uh, human translation to kind of assess the machine translation. So it's a process, really. It's a, there are several stages, but that are uh, considered. Those are the considerations. You know the 
uh, the technology and the human aspect. Okay, okay. And uh, well, thank you for sharing this because I know that it's uh, it's something you'll be discussing at the panel, but I'm sure it's, it's very useful for anyone you know interested in the topic and uh, and uh, and looking to to migrate maybe. So um, sure. you've also recently attended the, the Fing Global Awards, uh, uh, the, this awards program uh, organized by the Fing Global Forum and rewarding individuals and organizations all around the world, you know. Um, you know. So what was your experience? Um, what did you look forward to in attending this unique event? Was it your first time? Yeah, it was my first time and I attended because I love awards really love them and there are so many people to to be recognized and acknowledged in this world yeah. so i think it's a great contribution for for the community so that's why i fully support this type of events um so i i had a look at the awards for uh, professional services you know sea research who was the, the winner the company that won um, they do a lot of contribution to the mt industry and also the language industry person of the year award mm -hmm which I didn't know Ulrich Hens, so it was interesting to to see uh, also other winners of other sectors. Yeah. And also listening to the keynote speeches, like the Olympian swimmer, uh, mm -hmm. Shane Ryan. Yeah. That was the first one. And um, I always compare sports to, you know, and professional athletes to real life in the sense that you need discipline in life, you need training, and, and his speech was really inspiring to me. Yeah, no, absolutely, it's true. Well, thank you. We're we're delighted that you you enjoyed the event. But it is, uh, as you said, yes, um, a way to remind yourself, you know, that you have to have a particular mindset to be able to achieve some of your goals. That you know, sometimes, especially with the past year, I think you know, um, have, having a certain resilience, you know, um, it helps a lot. I think in so many ways. So well, I'm delighted absolutely. that you enjoyed uh, the speech. Yeah, very inspiring indeed. And so finally, uh, before we end this interview, what's on the horizon for you? Uh, well, lately I've been focusing in um, trying to, you know, write some papers or, yeah. you know, to, to be submitted to conferences like the yeah, okay. upcoming AMTA in August, Super. the uh, Machine Translation Conference. Mm -hmm. the, um, so if it gets accepted, I can gain more experience in the area of presenting. So I'll be I'm looking forward to, to that. Wow, fantastic. Okay. Uh, and uh, anything else you'd like to share with our audience before we end this interview? Already, thank you for your time. I can't believe it's it's already the end, but is there anything else you'd like to, to say or share with the audience? Uh, well, just to thank you, Priscilla, and uh, I hope that everyone listening found this insightful. <laughs> and feel free to reach out to me in case you'd like to you know, have a chat about MT or, or life. I'm eager to, to meet our, our listeners. Well, thank you so much to you, Paula. It was a pleasure to have you on the show. And uh, and who knows, you know, um, we might have you a third time soon, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> once, twice, but the third time, you know, you might, you might, uh, you might, uh, you might have your own show, who knows. Uh, <laughs> and so That'd we, we look forward, forward to have you again. So uh, yeah. thank you again. Thank you. So uh, that's the end already of today's show with Paola Mansour, uh, who is a machine translation specialist at VistaTech. So please make sure to tune in again to see or uh, listen to the next Vista Talks show, where we'll be discussing more interesting topics with interesting people from all around the world.